0: Want to learn more about Ahrefs? Check out their blog or YouTube channel for step-by-step SEO tutorials. And their seven-day trial is only $7. So head over to Ahrefs fs.com and sign up now. For instance, when looking at competitors, you can see the pages and content that send them the most traffic. You can find out exactly which keywords they're ranking for and which backlinks are helping them out. And then from there, you can either replicate or improve on their strategies to make yourself even stronger. Our sponsor for the show is Optio, who makes managing Google Ads accounts simple and efficient it automates time consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic and creative work whether you work at an agency with a large number of accounts or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier to learn more and get a 6 week free trial of optio go to optio.com/sej that's o p t e o.com/sej everyone and welcome to another episode of the search engine journal show i'm your host brent torres and today we are joined by davis wind founder and ceo of my consulting offer and we're going to be talking about customer testimonials how do you get them how do you use them and how do you get the most out of them enjoy the show hey davis thanks for joining the show honored to be here. You know, it's an interesting thing because there's so many different aspects of marketing, but one of the ones that I think, um, you know, uh, there's a lot that are underutilized, but one of the ones I think really are underutilized is the concept of getting testimonials. Right. And And it's a weird thing because, um, Everybody really wants a testimonial. I don't think there's a, a company out there who doesn't want somebody saying something good about them. But they, the effort of actually getting that testimonial seems to be, you know, scary or it feels out of place or it's not front of mind and kind of gets forgot. So um, you actually spend you know, from our discussions and from you know your you know past, have spent quite a bit of time working specifically with testimonials. and so I wanted to talk and kind of dive into a bit about testimonials in general um, and and I guess the first place we should start is like why should people do testimonials at all? what's the roi like what's the what's the benefit to most people by having video testimonials
1: well let's let's put it another way is that I was on a panel last month of at a at a business conference and one of the questions that they asked the panel was if you could have only one asset that your business currently has, it could be a team member, a COO knowledge or whatever it is. What would you keep if you were starting all over? Like no one knew you. And I said, you know what, you can erase my SEO knowledge, my Facebook ads knowledge. You can erase my product knowledge, get rid of, get the team Then love my team. But if there's like one thing that I would take, it would be the testimonial vehicles that we currently have. So I, honestly it is. if if people are honest on the survey. So when, when new clients come to work with us or even new customers join our organization and they take our product, I have them take a mandatory intake survey. It's kind of like getting us to know how we can best serve them. And one of the questions we ask is what convinced you to work with us versus other people? And uh, literally about 89% of the time people put the reviews, particularly the video testimonials you have on your page. And so that's like that, I don't think that could speak any louder than the well, ROI there. Well, I mean, there. you
0: definitely, you look at the statistics across the board, right? There's all these articles, there's all these Nielsen reports and stuff to talk about what converts, right? And h- hands down, the biz- big, biggest statistic out there is reviews, right? Just across, it's, it's a broad statement, reviews, right? Reviews online, people going and finding information. But the next phase is that, can you believe that review? Do you feel confident that that review is legit? And I think that, you know, testimonials kind of speak to that. It, 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 granted that you could probably have some testimonials that aren't real, it's a little harder to fake that. It's a little, it feels a little more authentic. And so I think testimonials, um, you know, when it comes down to a conversion standpoint, are one of the single highest converting factors in a purchasing decision.
1: Absolutely. As in, we felt the same way too, which is that all our testimonials are done video, as in, I don't accept text or any other form, just because I want people to be able to visually see the person. As in, you would have to be a really happy client or customer of ours to be able to willingly put your face on a video and mention your name, background information. So in fact, we have a lot of current clients who, but what they did was they watched these videos and they, the people would mention, hi, I'm from this. So I graduated from this school. I currently work at this company and they would literally stalk them and find them on LinkedIn, request them and say, Hey, are you a real person? And they're like, yeah, I'm so happy working with Davis. I'll get on the phone with you. And that when they finally get the the lead eventually becomes a client and I, we, I asked them what convinced you. It's like, Oh, I picked up the phone and Patrick was one of the people I was able to contact and he spoke really well. I honestly thought it was a fake review but you – after speaking with him, obviously you were real. So absolutely. It speaks like complete volumes onto the, the quality of your Well, it,
0: it kind of mirrors like how we search, right? I mean if, you, if our generation or – you know, my generation, at least, it's like you, you use keywords, right? I'm looking for a red car, you know, red Nissan four-door, right? But, you, you know, the new generation, they, you know, they, they're conversational, right? They're saying, I'm looking for a red car with four doors, you know? So you got a lot of extra words in there. I think that also happens a lot when you're writing something versus video is that you're using a lot of additional, you know, words, right? You're using a lot of, you know, um, additional um, explanation or, or um, you're explaining your thoughts with, with more context right and i think that that comes across um, subliminally as very believable right that's that's why we like all of those extra you know those words in our languages that we're we're emphasizing our passion and our our belief in what we're saying um so so you made a comment that um you know you don't accept uh you know written testimonies and uh testimonials and i I, what what i would want to you know kind of follow up with that is and ask is do you feel that video is is that much better? I mean, w- what if you have like a client who just doesn't want to give you a video because they're like, I don't want to be on video. Do you then take a written testimonial just because while well, you could use it somewhere? Or do you feel like video is so much better that if you don't have video, you shouldn't even ha- you know, you shouldn't even bother with the testimonial.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So it obviously depends on the market, right? If some someone's doing Amazon reviews, there's not much options to do video. But for our site, which we can completely control, if someone there are people who come to us and uh, most of the people who actually finish our program, they're very camera shy, so they actually don't offer a review. So despite having over 70 videos on our site, most people who work with us actually don't leave a review, not because they're not a promoter, but because they're just camera shy. But I leave uh, two options for them. One is that they can actually either leave an anonymous video as in it's like, we'll cover up their face with our logo and they don't have to identify anything, but we still have at least an audio file of it. And most people go with that, especially, and I edit out, like, for example, if they accidentally say something, I think I can Google and find them, we'll remove that in the editing process so they still feel comfortable, but you can still hear their voice going through the, the video.
0: So uh, let's step back for a minute and talk about it from a perspective of where a lot of our guests might be at, right? So they're either A doing some and they want to improve, or they're B not doing any at all. Let's let's go with B. Like if you're not doing any at all and you're looking at, you know, utilizing, gathering these type of reviews, you know, you mentioned that people might be on your site and they might have an option to leave a review, right? Or or they might be on Amazon and they might have an option to leave a review. But in a lot of places, I think um, people are looking to ask somebody to make a, a testimonial in person or they're asking them you know, over a phone call or a direct communication through an email and they're like, hey, I'm looking to get a testimonial. Would you be willing to give one? And in which case I think that you know, um, you know, the, the question would be how do you determine who to ask and how do you ask them? Like what's the process you go through in that scenario to be able to say this is a person that I want to get a testimonial from and how do I ask them to give me one?
1: Good question. I'll answer both questions. There's two there. It's like, how do I ask? And then who do I ask? And I'll actually answer the who do I ask first and then how do I ask. So the, the who do I ask, I actually ask pretty much anyone who I feel has been through the program, whether it's good, bad or not. The reason I do this is that you never know when you can find a testimonial and how you would be able to use it or someone who would benefit from it. From So there are testimonials I collected where I think I'll never use this and then later on I'm like, oh, wow, they're front and center. And so even if people go through our program and don't get completely the desired result they want, they're still like advocate of the process. Even if the outcome didn't work for them, we still collect those. But ideally I prioritize the people who are complete promoters of our program. So it's kind of like they got the end result. They love us. And obviously if they're good on camera, even better, but I can't, I can't control that. But how I ask is, I, I just put it shortly, I just shoot them an email and said, hey, congratulations on getting the results. I let's have a catch up call. And then on the catch up call, if I feel like they had a great experience, I just ask them, would you feel comfortable joining our wall of success? And we call it the wall of success. So it's almost like people want yeah, to be part of yeah. it. So it, it helps that out. And then people are willing to drop the the video. And then I make it super easy for them. like. I will literally say, hey, how do you have 10 minutes right now? And we'll just do a Q&A. If it's on the phone, it's on the phone. If it's on Skype, it's on Skype, it's on Zoom. And I just record it. And then anything that they don't want, we can edit out later. But basically, I make it super easy for them to be able to do it by say saying, hey, if you have 10 minutes right now, I'll let's do the testimonial. Or if you want, I can just send you the link to where you can drop it and how to make that video happen.
0: What about even a more subtle way? How would it even work to just simply ask them, would you be willing about, uh, to share a little bit about you know, your experience with us? Because in that sense, you, they, it doesn't define exactly what you mean. Like, they're like, yeah, I'm willing to share a little bit. Like, I'll tell you how, what I think. And then if they say yes, then you could say, okay, well, I'd love to get a, you know, a, a, you know, record a, a testimonial or get a video of you. And that kind of already has them down the path of saying yes. And then maybe that's a way of connecting. Do you think that would work? Or do you really think, like, a, you know, you, you have to kind of be clear that it's like a wall of success or a testimonial right from the start?
1: <laughs> Well in the beginning before you have the wall of success. I love the use of the psychology there I love the whole foot in the door aspect of it too is yeah So if you ask them I, I've done that in the beginning when we didn't have the wall of success but we just said would you be willing to leave a review about our Your experience with us and I said hey would you feel comfortable doing it in a video and step by step people would just do it and nowadays It's and we can talk about this a little bit, but it's Eventually, your ideal goal is that people see these videos and they say, you know what? I want to join this video. So a lot of times nowadays when I get emails, some people are like, hey, David, can I give you a video? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, get on the phone and let's make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's fun. So you have somebody who said, yeah, sure, I'd be happy to give a video. Do you prep them? Do you give them examples of, say, a good testimonial?
1: I, I do not, and we did test this in the beginning, and I'll tell you the answer is no. The reason why I found is that a lot of the people, if you give them the questions beforehand, as in our community, they're not like actors or anything like that. They're not in drama. So as a result, what you end up happening is when, when every time I give them the questions ahead of time, they would prompt the answer. So when we would do the testimony, they're either reading off a script, or it feels like they rehearsed the answer, and it doesn't come off as... Natural and I find that it's it's similar to when you do a podcast if you give all the questions And they you, and you're just reading off a script versus having a natural conversation
0: Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, you, you're not prepping them for what they're gonna say But do you have any way of prodding them along the way to get them to kind of have a certain energy? Or is it really just best to let them do whatever they're gonna do?
1: <laughs> so I always come in with uh, with questions. So we we do a question so in before I would let them just speak candidly when we first started, but I realized that some people just naturally gave a lot of great answers. Others didn't. So over time I just started, I've done over a hundred of these where I just started testing different questions, the ordering of the questions and how to do. But traditionally what I have found is having the same set of questions helps. And I will tell you three things I've learned about the type of questions is one, you want to start easy, like things like what's your name, what's your background. And two, the second thing is like, I like to tell them, remind them what got them excited about using our service. So I was, about, I was like, wait, what convinced you to create the service? And then the third thing I like to do is also probe up a little bit about any objections or any obstacles that I had, It's like, great, before you joined our program, what hesitations did you have? And then how did you overcome those? What I found is that as we go down the, our down the marketing and sales process for our company is that any, usually our, our clients are very similar to other clients, which is that they have the similar objections about is the money worth it? are these people really real, it can't can't, can't work for me, it can work for this person. And what you find is that if you ask these people questions about what they were objected to and how they overcame it, they pretty much answer objections for you in the future.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really cool. You were you were talking about that earlier, and I thought that was really interesting um, about the the effect of doing that. And I think you could even expand that from a service based into even a product based, right? Like, it's like, you know, is it hard to assemble? You know, it was really easy to assemble this this item, or you know, it was really easy to to use. You know, I felt like you know I wouldn't be able to use this like automatic automatic locking system on my door, but I found that the installation was super easy. The app was easy to install and easy to use. Those are things that actually catch me uh, a lot is like the ease of use is it something you know especially when I start getting into like video editing software or things that I envision to be extremely difficult when something says it was very easy to use it took me five minutes to edit my first video those are something that kind of draw me in so I definitely think that's an interesting way of looking for it because I think a lot of people really just look for you to say that their product's great or that they're a great company but to talk about you know how they overcame something I think that's powerful
1: Exactly. And then it, that's the what we get for it. And we don't prime people about what objections they have because it's just it should be natural. And then I found that the best testimonials do come on when you ask those questions. It feels like a conversation that you're having as in what was the lowest moment you had using our service? What was the high? What were your favorite moments? What was it like interacting with the community? And then people just automatically remember their favorite moments and they share stories I didn't even know about.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. The emotional connection as well as the empathy that people can have for those situations is powerful. I was just mentioning like I was watching. I don't know if you've noticed, but the Apple Watch has had a lot of ads come out recently. Um, and, and I was just saying the other night when I was watching um, YouTube and I saw one of the ads, I was like, these are extremely powerful. I don't think people realize how good these Apple ads are where people are like, you know, um, I was just sleeping and then um, my my phone noticed that my heart rate was you know, really, you know, running up a lot when I was sleeping. And so I went to the doctor and I avoided a heart attack. And it's just like, dude, this, this, this watch can save your life, you know? And so I, I remember watching it thinking, you know, and I looked, you know, as a marketing mind, I was like, I don't think people realize this is an extremely powerful ad campaign that they're running. And I was extremely impressed by it. So you definitely can see how people can kind of feel from these testimonials. And this is exactly what they're doing. They're getting video now. I don't know how much of it is, you know, Produced versus real, but I mean, they come off as extremely powerful and real. And that's an example today of how, you know, testimonials and video testimonials are crushing it.
1: Oh, absolutely. As in, uh, I'm not going to repeat it. But you had a great guest on a few weeks back, Joe, who was speaking about Joe Martinez for anyone mm-hmm. who's listening here, but he was talking about the power of YouTube ads and ads in general. So we we basically have the same similar strategy, which is that we use a lot of our testimonials in our ads. So Super Bowl is probably fresh on my mind because it happened yesterday. But the Google ad basically uh, used Google used a testimonial about somebody who used Google and uh, used the search function to figure out and just to build this emotional story. And it's the same thing as in stories really do. And do captivate and bring people in. And I find that those are like the most effective parts. Like just to give you an example, we were running a test on our YouTube ads and we were just basically running two things. Very simple, which is that a montage of our testimonials, but very little of Davis of me speaking and an, an ad of me talking about our service. And of course, no, I should have known this, right, but one of them outperformed everyone two X and it was the uh, testimonial was like we were having, so much more engagement, so much more click-through. Just by your testimony. people don't really know about our product because, but they related to each of the stories that they wanted to find out more. So the click-through rate just went off the roof. But to said, "All right, this is our service. I'm the founder." Da da da.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I you have to wonder like. That there's a different goal, right? I mean, in, in a different output to having a video that just kind of talks about your product versus a testimonial. But I do think that, again, we're talking about conversion, right? At the end of the day, we want to sell our product and talking about your product doesn't necessarily sell it. It puts it in the selection process. And I believe that reviews and testimonials are really the selling point. Granted, there's certain things where it's like you're looking for a specific feature or a specific solution and you you find it and you're happy. But I think a lot of times people are looking for two or three choices in the testimonials and the reviews are really what kind of convert that. So I think it's pretty powerful. Is there a time period? Like, you know, we always used to talk about video and how how often you have to re-engage and how often, you know, people need to be, you know, and you have to change paths in order to keep people Interested and keep them watching. Um, how long should testimonials be, in your opinion? I mean, does it is there, is there multiple links, or does it is it as long as they go, or do you try to edit them down to a certain length?
1: So we we edit them down. So on traditional, when I do an interview, I have the same ten questions I ask the every single person who goes to the program, and of course, depending on what they answer, I might go down a different path and add one or two more questions. But traditionally, an, an interview will last about ten to fifteen minutes but we usually cut it down to about a minute to two minutes to get down at the core essence of the testimony. We've done things for who are uh, shorter 30 seconds. But one thing is like, one of our o- longest testimonies is about five minutes. And I will tell you people watch the entire video and want to learn more about her story. And so we provide LinkedIn and everything else like that. But it is, it, to me, it's almost like quality over quantity. It's, it's kind of like going to the movies and you, you don't really ask, How long is the movie? Because you forget that you sit down and the movie is just amazing. So it's the same way with the testimonial is how do you cut it down but keep people engaged? So we have it in very different lanes. We're actually running the numbers today on our view rates and I will tell you the engagement percentage is roughly about the same for our longer ones. They're long for a reason versus our shorter ones. And then obviously you have drop off but they weren't too significantly different like our 45 second one versus like our five minute one.
0: They just serve different purposes?
1: They, they serve different purposes for different audiences, but once you hit the right audience, you're going to watch it. It's, a, it's, similar to, it's similar to if you're shopping for a, let's say a yoga mat, you're going to watch videos on yoga mats to see how it's done versus if you're not interested, then you're not going to engage at all. So for us, we have over 70 testimonial videos and about 30 other ones in the queue right now coming up. And it's kind of like when we send out the testimonials, we do it very consciously and very intentionally as saying, okay, so you have this background here, this other client of ours had a very similar background. And of course, we can expect a spike in the view rates. And we have all the data from Wistia and so forth. And it works. And then our, basically, our leads will tell us when it doesn't work, when I see the engagement just basically after 10 seconds, they're like, all right, this video doesn't make sense to well, me. Well, it's
0: also the fact that like you know, having somebody else brag for you is, is much more effective and powerful than bragging about yourself. So it gives you an opportunity exactly. to say what you want to say in a way that it's like I'm not, we're not saying we're the best product in the world. Our customers are saying we're the best product in the world, right? <laughs> you know, and and that could be good. So what 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 do you what from your experience? What really works, like, I mean, obviously you can have, you know, multiple different angles, right? You could say like, this one's talking about how the product solves something. This talks about how the product's easy to use. This talks about customer service. Do you have like a um, a collection of like categories that you kind of focus these into that you really use for conversion or is any testimonial,
1: you know, valuable? Like how do you (laughs)
0: approach that?
1: Absolutely. So in the beginning, having, it's almost like having, any, is better than having no testimonials. But as you start to get more and more, we wanted to be able to be more conscious about what, I guess you call it angle. But for us, we kind of think about it as how can we make people feel more comfortable with our service? And so we think about like, for example, if somebody is coming from, let's say, Europe. Then we want to make sure that they get the European testimonials so or people who have come from Europe and let's say that they're in a particular background or a particular stage in life. The same idea. And so that's how we we think about it nowadays. Is that we do bucket them. But I would think the advice is if I was starting a different business, I would think about for I would think about it on two dimensions. The first dimension is what are the objections that you commonly see about why people don't engage your service or engage with the other person. And second is if it's it's a more nice to have. But can you put someone who is similar to that person, as in down to the race, down to the gender, down to the age? If you can get that, you've won. As in, again, more testimonials, some testimonials are better than no testimonials. But once you've had the opportunity and you have a bigger base, then starting to build profiles of people who are similar to your clients really helps out the effort. It makes them feel comfortable and also makes proves that you have serviced this group as well.
0: Another thing that I've always talked about in content creation, it might apply here, is that I like to actually go and look at, um, you know, competitors or products or platforms, um, support forms, and I like to identify what are the pain points they're dealing with. And then I like to suggest like, well, why don't we create some content that solves this pain point that obviously everybody's asking about, right? So if I have a mouse and for whatever reason, the scroll stops working, right? And I see the support forums talking about, oh, the scroll on this mouse is not working. Well, I could go write an article about how to fix the scroll on that mouse and then kind of hit that. Can you do the same thing or have you ever thought about doing, um, you know, testimonials where you know there's a pain point? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll go ahead and tell you, I think you'll you'll get a kick out of this too, is I love using Reddit. Love, love, love using Reddit. And uh, Reddit, as you've said to yourself too, is like they are basically the most honest people in the world about a service because there's there's no profile link to it. And so I have actually gone on Reddit and figured out, hmm, what do people not like about our industry or our competitors? Let's uh, address those concerns.
0: Yeah, I love that. There's there's so many examples like on Reddit to just blow me away on customer feedback, right? Like, so somebody actually was in there and they were in the finance department on uh, in the finance subreddit. It's a good collection of them, but what they noticed is they were like, "Look, credit card processing companies suck." And so over like a period of time you started to hear this conversation come together and then all of a sudden this company launched and they were like look we've been here on Reddit for a couple of years we decided to make a credit card company a credit card processing company that doesn't suck based on all the feedback we got from here. And then they launched it. They gave Reddit the first op, you know, option to kind of use it. So I've seen that time and time again where products have actually launched just off of Reddit from people going, you know what, we see this kind of need and we're gonna create something to solve it. So I, yeah, I'm a huge um, Reddit fan for that and for testing as well. Um, outside of this, we now say, look, we have these testimonials, we've thought it through, we have a collection or we have a couple. What do we do with them next? Like, where do you do? You, I mean, th- th- there's obviously a lot of options. You could throw it on YouTube. You could throw it on a you know about us page. You could throw it on your social media. But sometimes people aren't using that platform to get a review, and it doesn't have the same impact, right? Like uh, on a Facebook page, you know, um, especially especially if you have like um, a specific type of product or offering that you know people are engaging with you to continue as a continuation versus as an exploration. Um, You know, some of that topic, you know, in the content that you would share that's promotional, like we have a sale or we're doing this doesn't have as much of an impact because they already know they're there knowing what you do versus, you know, finding information that they don't know about you. And a lot of testimonials is about converting people maybe to make that decision that they haven't already made to, to kind of work with you, where on Facebook, sometimes I feel like because of the visibility limitations, people are mostly there to engage with a brand they already know. So, how do you actually take your testimonial videos and determine where to paste, where to place them, where to promote them, and what to do with them?
1: Mm, good question. So the way I think about it, and you, you kind of alluded to this too, is that there are different phases in the. the- Client or customers' relationship to you. So if they've already used your product, they know how great it is. You don't need to convince them. Hopefully, you have a great product because a, a bad a testimonial does not solve a bad product. It, sure. it just is it's not the solution. But the, the area I think about is where do new clients, new customers, potential customers, where do they hang out? And how can we put the testimonials there? Like for example, if they, if your audience does search on, for example, for our searches on LinkedIn. So we put some of our testimonials on LinkedIn, and they also search for Google search is our company's reviews. So wherever those come up, we want to place them there because these are people who are new to it and they're mostly highly engaged. And that's like the quick way to do it. In the beginning, I just put it on a on, on our webpage. And then it wasn't sophisticated at all. It was like two years ago when I started all this. And people just loved it. And over time it's just naturally moved up and I was like, Oh, I should probably do some SEO on this. But in the beginning, just figure out where your custom, where your potential new customers are coming from new clients and then put the testimonies there.
0: So that seems very straightforward as far as like a, not not straightforward but in the sense of like all the work but as far as where to put it in the process you're talking about a strategy right you could go and evaluate that and you can check in every couple months and you can update you know testimonials based on where your product's life cycle is oh we've moved on from this we now want testimonials to talk about this other option or this other service or this other angle right but um you know if you have a lot of testimonials are you sharing these out um at all on social and if so how often
1: yeah absolutely so we share them off quite a bit so we have it in our our email sequence we have with people we have it on our channel so we pretty much use it almost every day in various channels but again it depends on what you're trying to do but like i said you talked about it earlier which is that if you have your customers speak for you. We use it pretty often. And if you want, if anyone here, obviously this people here are on Casio. And one of the things I really love is uploading your video into Wistia and then it, it basically tracks your, the, essentially provides a heat map of how much people view, where they drop off, the cliff off rate and so forth so you can actually continue to improve and figure out which videos are working for which segment. So for example, if you were you had four email lists and you t- sent one wistia video, you can actually track which videos resonate with which list the most so you can continue to optimize it in the future
0: want to learn more about ahrefs check out their blog or youtube channel for step-by-step seo tutorials and their seven day trial is only seven dollars so head over to a h r e fs.com and sign up now for instance when looking at competitors you can see the pages and content that send them the most traffic you can find out exactly which keywords they're ranking for and which backlinks are helping them out and then from there you can either replicate or improve on their strategies to make yourself even stronger our sponsor for the show is optio who makes managing google ads accounts simple and efficient it automates time consuming manual tasks so you can spend more time on strategic and creative work whether you work at an agency with a large number of accounts or you're a freelancer responsible for a smaller portfolio optio can save you time and make life that little bit easier to learn more and get a 6 week free trial of optio go to optio.com/sej that's o p t e o.com/sej very interesting Uh, and so it kind of leads to my next question that now you have videos where you want them to be what is the angle in in which you drive them down uh, quote unquote your funnel right so somebody's on YouTube, for instance, right? And they're watching some videos randomly because they're searching for products, they find a testimonial or they find your uh, company page, then you have certain options through YouTube to say link back to your service or to put it in the description or, you know, so think, you know, answering a couple different parts, like how do you guide somebody down that conversion path, say from a website and also say from a third party platform like social?
1: Yeah, so I think one one of the things that is really quick that we we like to do here that I found has been helpful has been just doing it when when people do click and they click back wherever it is it's just to have at that point you don't really know again this is more of a privileged position that we have this wasn't the case two years ago when I was just starting out but when you have a bunch of testimonials having a great video editor to put together uh, they call it a montage of your highlights your best hits if you will has proven really helpful in terms of having it on the about page, having it on the welcome page of YouTube, your YouTube channel, and so forth. That I found has been great. Or even on our introductory email, we sent a link out to just, hey, these are what our clients have said, our past clients have said about us.
0: But and do, then based
1: on their – yeah, but, do, but,
0: do, but do you put like at the end of that video, do you come on and then have something that says, hey, contact us now. Click the link below. Like how do you drive people to take that next step?
1: Good question so for us we have a because we have a service our the next step would be talking to a member of the team and booking a consultation call so we do so at the very end we said, hey we'd love to make we'd love to make you our next success story so we help people get jobs in management consulting and so for us it's like they they've gone through somebody's journey at this point point. and at the end it's like we'd love to make you our next success story click below to schedule a free call and at that point people are just invested in what they, we have to say sure, sure, and they sure. believe the credibility there.
0: And so on social, because I think a lot of people are still looking, especially with the growth of YouTube and, you know, a lot, e- even on like some of these, you know, social sites that are more picture based, like Instagram video has a 50% higher conversion rate, right? Like a click through rate and everything, right? So you're definitely trying to find a way to get video into Facebook and into, you know, Instagram and definitely on YouTube. But all of these, it's a little harder to say, click below um you know and have that so are you doing something you know are you putting like you know links back or hover over links in youtube are you you know what are some of the tactics on some of these different sites to get people back to your website or into your funnel it it might not be on a website right it might be a phone call or it might be a form but i'm curious to hear uh, your your ideas on those different social sites
1: Sure, absolutely. So I'll I'll rattle off some of the social sites and we'll do it either organically or we'll do it in the ad form. So let's talk about some of the the platforms I really like. So, for example, LinkedIn, what LinkedIn, obviously, if you run an ad, you just have a click more button. But if you do it organically, like just a social post, what we just do is like, hey, uh, love to share more about you. Are you interested? Comment below or you can either comment, depends on what we're doing. We can either. Usually I just said, hey, I'm interested, something like that. And then we'll reach out and DM personally. And messaged them out through LinkedIn. So that's worked out really well. So we did a post about that. This was about two weeks ago. And we got about 45 replies within, a, within that two weeks of people who were interested, who we just had like sec- second or third degree connections with. So that was like potentially just a new income. It's interesting because I think, it. I think one
0: of the things you touch on is one of the things I deal a lot with with brands on Reddit. And I think it's a really good point that I want to emphasize is that people are on a platform that they want to be on it's always difficult to drive somebody away from where they wanna be, right? It's like, hey, you're at a party. Can I get you to come across the street to my office so I can talk to you more? Nah, I'm at a party. Like if you wanna talk to me while I'm here, great, but don't drag me from where I'm at, right? And I think that that's what you're talking about is you have a video and you could say, you know, click the link below to come to my website, but instead you're saying, Comment below, you know and keeping them on the platform. They're currently invested in at that moment And I think that that's an interesting point that I kind of wanted to throw out there
1: Exactly, and of course you can do that across every platform is very unique. Like for example with reddit, you know There's a DM culture same idea there. It's just making sure that someone direct messages you But yeah, we 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 try to make sure that we're not intrusive But at the same time it's kind of like hey, here's my hey leave your calling card. We'll give you a call and uh, We have found that has worked really well
0: very cool. Very cool. And so outside of LinkedIn, let's keep going. Like, what are some of the other ones that you love?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of other things I, I really love is we talked about Reddit, so you're, you're the expert here. But having people DM or even leave a comment below works. An ad is just an ad. You they can put learn more. We found it's been helpful. The other ones are Quora, which I really also like. It's a Q&A forum. And uh, for of Quora, it's if you leave a video, you, they have to leave the site but when they do leave the site, hopefully the testimony will answer their question because it's a Q and A forum. We found that from there, people, once they have the answer, you can actually take them off the platform. It's kind of like they go there on Google. It's kind of like Google say, hey, we want people to spend the least amount of time searching for the answer. So it's a similar idea there. So if you're thinking about the framework, I always could think about it from, are people on the platform like a, like a YouTube or a Facebook or a LinkedIn to find out just to basically pass time or are they there like on a reddit or a quora to finally find an answer to their question yeah i think that's really smart yeah
0: i think that's really smart you know a really great point uh you know quora is meant to like kick people off that you don't go to quora to stay on Quora. you go to quora to find somebody else's suggestion of where to go find your answer You know, so I I, I think that's really and I think they're they're trying to change that. But I think that that's still currently kind of like the mindset on Quora. So I think that's a really good point to really just understand how people on that platform are expecting to interact
1: with you. Exactly. I think that's the one mistake that people make, not just it's just broadly is that they think that every platform is the same. It's kind of like you're a Reddit expert and all of a sudden you try to do the same thing on LinkedIn. It just doesn't work and vice versa.
0: I, I've always made the comment because people are like, oh, Reddit's so scary. Reddit's so hard. I'm like, "Nah, it's really not. Um, and I was like, I always say, and maybe that's because I've been on there for 15 years, you know, so it's like, you know, but nonetheless, I mean, I'm like, I always say to people, like, if you're failing on social, you're really failing. I mean, if you're failing on Reddit, you're really failing on social. It's just that nobody else tells you about it and Reddit will. <laughs> you know, Reddit's not afraid to tell you, "Hey, that's bullshit, and we're not buying it." Versus, you know, when you have somebody on Facebook, people are just kind of like, "Ah, eh, blinders, you know, I'll ignore it. I don't want to get in a big fight on Facebook where everyone can see who I am or whatever." But on Reddit, everybody's anonymous, and so yeah, you definitely have that uh, different approach there
1: exactly I and mean, i think honestly if you, it's every platform just be a user and you can get used to it is when I, when i tell people how much i guess how much we based our business when we started on reddit people were like whoa they hate marketers out there they're like literally out for blood i'm like no nah, well, i not pushing really at it, yeah <laughs> but it's like you, you got to do it well right as in, it's, it's the it's the it's the it's the difference between uh, I, I, I love using this. This is not just because of you and your ties, but I also love comparing like Purple Mattress and oh, Casper. I was just going to mention Pat Purple. And yeah. it's kind of like there's like, like Purple is just, you know, you're part of this. But Purple dominates on social versus like Casper. You look at, I forget who sent this to me, but they sent they basically sent the P&L from both. Casper and Purple, and you can tell that one of them definitely uses a lot more direct marketing, a lot more engagement with the base, and the hint is not Casper. Yeah. And you can tell their profit yeah. margins are completely different, even though they have basically the same revenue one is profitable one is like oh well Well, i mean we've
0: always and, and yeah just clarity i work with purple and i run the reddit and uh some other stuff with them so um but one of the things that i thought was really cool is that you know again like you know people say reddit hates marketing but it doesn't you know and i know we're diatribing away from reviews but you know the thing is is that um Right now on on Purple, like with Purple on Reddit, nobody was talking about it. Like it wasn't showing up in any of the threads. We spent probably three months before we ever even marketed anything. All we did is just like start becoming a part of the community. And literally now I've got people messaging me. They're like, hey, you know, this is the first time I've ever subscribed to a, a subreddit on Reddit where I've actually put the notifications on. Like I wanna know when you guys are talking. And like the testimonials that we're getting and people are going on our behalf to all these other subreddits. Somebody brings up like, oh, purple this, they're like, hey, purple's, you know, we have defenders now and then we have a lot of advocates and we have a lot of fans who are spending a ton of time. excuse me, on Reddit, you know, really trying to promote and represent the brand. And and we have the admins and we have the people at Reddit, you know, the admins are the people who actually work for Reddit, right? So we have admins and moderators who advocate for us on a regular basis because we're doing it right on there. And I think a lot of people can. But anyway, that's a diatribe and I could go into Reddit for hours. But um, jumping back into kind of testimonial side, um, how do you know if it's working?
1: <laughs> you'll uh, you'll know it's working when people say when you ask people what convinced you to uh, want to work with us and they say your reviews.
0: So it's really important that you kind of ask that in that regard. But but going beyond that because I think that people can ask that and people can find out. But <clears throat> a lot of times you don't get to have that conversation. Is there a way? You know, you mentioned uh, Wistia with the the ability to do click tracking. Is there a way? That you found to be able to track your reviews in a way that can give you some sort of ROI, because a lot of companies out there are going to say, especially with SEOs, there's a a culture of you know being able to demonstrate success. Right? I'm looking for page views. I'm looking for views. So, what metrics and what ways can somebody kind of measure success of testimonials if they're forced to report internally and they're not like a CEO? You know?
1: (laughs) Sure. Like I said, there's nothing like the intake survey. I love an intake survey. Why do people want to work with us? And if it is if you are able to have that interaction by phone, by email, in person, whatever it is, and they say your reviews, you already know the ROI is there. The other way you can also think about it is if you are tracking it through Wistia or whichever platform, Vimeo also does it as well, is you can actually attract how many people click through ways on your video, how many how what they engage with, you can track a pixel, same similar to what you can ever do with all the other ads, there are ways to track the video. That's well, For me, one of the ways that we like to do it off is to see how many people – okay, this is a little harder for a lot of us because we're just deeply transparent about the people we work with. But I always get reports back of how many people said, hey, Davis, you know, this person requested me to reach out to me because of your review. Mm-hmm. And that's another indirect way that we know it's working because if that video wasn't there, they wouldn't – this potential – Customer or client in our case wouldn't have continued the conversation otherwise and the fact that they're reaching out to our alums means that it's working
0: Let's assume for a moment that you're a brand new company startup and You don't have any customers yet, or you don't have any testimonials yet How do you deal with a situation where you just don't have any customers at the moment?
1: So I always think about it as your first customers make or break you. It's like my, my internal thing is every time we, we, I I start a business and I I think about how do I get a few people to really love me versus getting a lot of people to kind of like me. So in the beginning I always over deliver. So I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's an Airbnb host and when she was starting out, she was at the bottom like page 10 or something of the Airbnb. But what she would do is any, the first people who would message her, she was just message them like within like an hour. And then afterwards, when she got there, she made them treat them like they were a queen or a king, picked them up from the airport, made sure that they had recommendations and so forth. And her version of it was that she was able to get those first initial reviews. And once they were so stellar, she just moved up to basically the first rating of her city. And now it's not hard for her to get bookings as she has multiple complexes now. But in the beginning, I almost think your first couple customers should be your best testimonials when you first start out. And it's like doing everything. That,
0: that's brilliant. I mean, because you think about the fact that what's the cost of picking up somebody from an airport? What would you do from a time and money value to get somebody to give you a glowing five star review? And how does that compare to taking an hour and running somebody around and answering some emails? Like, I I just think that's brilliant on her part for, for thinking that way. And I think that, you know, it's good to point out to anybody listening that that doesn't mean you have to be a startup and it doesn't have to be your first review. Like, start now. Like really, you know, being over the top with some customers, like the next person who walks in your studio, like take the time to really, you know, kind of, you know, nurture them and, 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 and fill them with the, a love for your company and then start getting those testimonials. That's, that's a really good point across the board, I think, for, you know, um, a, a way to kind of drive that in. Um, You you also were talking about, you know, utilizing some of your, you know, your own, um, is there any way to get like a testimonial from an employee or a testimonial yourself, like maybe why you started the company as an initial first testimony? Like, I mean, if you don't have that first person, what's a, you know, what can you do to kind of have a testimonial? or, Or do you just flat out have to go find that first customer and really get them?
1: Well, my thinking is that I always like to go for that first customer. But the only re- the reason is this, is that it forces you to one, pay attention to their needs so you understand the customer's need on a deep level. But also second, you quickly validate if your service is worth continuing to build. Do you actually enjoy it? Do you understand the market? Do you mm-hmm. feel like this is something that is actually worth your time to figure out the margins and figure out how to scale it? So you could, the first video, my first video is about my journey. So obviously it's, it's part the first video, but like. Testimonies in particular, Sure, yeah. I, I, I always think about how do you just wow someone to begin with and it just starts off everything else. Because in the process, you might realize you actually don't like your own business and then you move on to the next thing. But again, it's a win-win situation where worst case scenario, you realize you move on. Best case scenario, you have one testimony. And I will tell you, now that we've had close to a close, in high number of testimonials, when I think back, it's, it's diminishing returns where the first testimony we ever got – open the doors for so much so many more to come with it so you just really need one just to get started and this is for obviously for new companies and then for existing companies if you don't already have it I'll tell you like even something as simple as I was telling a friend of mine a couple of months ago that he should get videos he didn't believe me so I showed him the ROI on our videos he said wow Dave, I gotta get one and he just sent an email to about his past customer list so the last three years he he and his partner had about like a thousand customers and then within a week 80 of them just self-recorded a short on their camera video and sent it back and now his page has like 80 reviews just based on one email.
0: What we used to do um, early on um, is that we would do – and I'm not saying that anybody should do this or not. I'm just saying this is what I kind of did is that we would um, reach out to really large brands and we would offer to work with them for free and mm-hmm. we I, I so you know I would do content creation or, or promotion or we would do like you know campaigns. so I'd reach out to like Disney or like Viacom or somebody I had a contact with and I'd be like hey you know we really love what you guys are doing here and we want to be involved can we help with some promotion or can we create some you know uh media all you know we just want to be able to say that we're involved and then we could turn around and say you know we would ask them at the end like hey would you be willing to do a testimonial about our campaign and we would get like a lot more because they knew that we were doing it for free, right? And, it, and if it worked, then we would get that testimonial. And we could say, hey, we worked with Disney. Here's our testimonial for Disney. And it would lead to so much more business. So again, I'm not saying that that's necessarily something people need to do, but we found that that worked for us early on for being able to say, you know, worked with this company, you know?
1: Absolutely. And it's the same way with some of the partnerships that we have right now. So we, we do a lot of work with universities. And the, some of the first Universities we ever worked with I completely worked for free As then I bought my own flight to the university I paid for my own hotel. I paid for my own food everything right when I was there But at the end of it the organizers of the event I said hey, would you be willing to give us a? Testimony on video and we didn't talk about the price and everything like that and they were like Overwhelmed because it was like hey Davis you flew here halfway right across the country You had a stellar event absolutely would love to leave you a video and that opens the door for yeah, absolutely other yeah. down the road
0: I think, that's, I think that's a good point, the, so, the psychology and the sociology of just like doing a favor and getting a favor in return. Um, I tell the story a lot and I won't go deep into it, but when I first went to conferences, I used to tell people, meet one to two people that you can connect with because having 20 introductions and meetings with people that you barely know after you leave, you're never going to contact them again. You don't feel comfortable contacting them again. Meet somebody and get to know them enough to where you can email them a week later and feel comfortable.
1: Um, that's a really good that's really good advice yeah it's like quality over quantity there in terms of just everything else in, in, in life but it's like you only need like really if anyone's watching this and they're thinking man there's no way i can get like 70 100 testimonials. you really only need one to begin with yeah true
0: so last question i have is you, you've got the testimonials we're doing well we know they're working but now you have a video, what else can you do with that testimonial? Like, How can you repurpose that into other areas like, you know, so that you're getting the most out of what you've captured?
1: Sure, so one video, we, we could we could use it in multiple ways. Like For example, one, as you already know, you can use it to convince someone who's on defense to work with you, but others, you could use it as a, a way to demonstrate an introduction to your company. You can use that as a way, for us, we use it for a lot of the ads that we run on Reddit and other places too, and just repurpose that into other ways to, as a marketing tool. And others, actually, this is more of a personal, as a founder. I on a bad day when I'm having a really bad day, like something else is got going right in the company. I actually just open up our reviews page and I just watch some of the videos, <laughs> and nice. it's possibly, it, it just makes my my day. It's kind of like you remind mm-hmm. yourself that oh, you know what some some people in the world might not enjoy you as much, but these people loved what you were offering. <laughs> and so, so, selfishly, I just use it as a pick me up.
0: One of the interesting things I always note from testimonials as well, if you have good testimonials where they talk about features, is that like. I learn about things through testimonials that I didn't know something could do. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it had that feature. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, I could turn on all the lights, you know, and, and do this, uh, especially with smart, smart technology. Smart technology blows my mind all the time. Somebody the other day was like, oh, yeah, I have those LED smart lights in my kids' rooms. And I have it set on a timer so that 15 minutes before school, they go red which means, like, it's time to go. Hurry up and get out here and get ready. And he's like, at night when they go to bed, I have different colors for when they need to get ready for bed and when they need to go to bed. Uh And I thought, that is brilliant like I had no idea that like you could schedule lights to have different colors or different things or different aspects or you know get an led light that has like a disco effect to it and then you could be like Alexa let's dance and then all of a sudden disco lights come on and you can do some really fun stuff and so now I've started to get into some of those you know specific technologies just off of watching a review that was about a feature that I didn't know about and so a lot of times it can be used in that way to kind of explore some of those areas as
1: well Absolutely, as in you find out benefits. you and then the other thing you can also do too, for this is more technical for anyone who's in copywriting is that you could take the language of what your customers are saying and your clients are saying as some of the best parts and uh, some of the problems that your product solves.
0: That's really interesting. Like I didn't think about that, but there are a lot of limitations on what you as a company are allowed to say versus necessarily having somebody else say for you. That's really interesting, I didn't even think about that. Well, I won't elaborate too much because it starts to go, especially with our type of audience, it can go into a whole different area, but the people who can figure that out will will know what they can do with it. (laughs) <laughs> Davis, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. You have had a wealth of knowledge to share, and I think that it's really infor- you know, informational and interesting. I learned quite a few things from this conversation, and I am actually took a couple notes over here myself, and I'm going to um, go and try a couple things out myself. So um, I-, I absolutely appreciate you coming on the show. Um, where can people find you? Where can people reach you, read your stuff, find you, contact you?
1: I'll i'll send a notes on the the show notes there, but I'm very easy to find. People have to go to myconsultingoffer.org. That's where I am. Or they can go to my personal blog, daviswin.com. And uh, I've, I'm super easy to find. Davis, thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me. This has been such a great past. Well, I don't even know how much time has passed. It feels like 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: it's been about 45 minutes, but it's, it feels oh, like wow. 10, that's for sure. Thanks, buddy.
1: Hey there, I'm not Prince Satoris.
0: I'm not Danny Goodwin. And I'm not Lauren Baker. That's Greg Finn and Jess Budd, and I'm Christine Zernhals.
1: If you listen to the Search Engine Journal show, we think you'll love our critically acclaimed SEJ Network podcast, Marketing O'Clock. Join us every week as we report the latest SEO, PPC, and social media marketing news. This is a show for real-life marketers who want to do great work. And because we're IRL marketers too, we know you're talking about attribution, schema, and CPCs all day long. So we keep it light with plenty of spicy hot takes, puns, and rants.
0: Plus, we talk about what's working hard and what's hardly working in our accounts and share what news stories have us saying WTH every week. So if you're ready to become a better marketer, subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and listen to new episodes fresh for you each and every Friday morning.
1: Only on the SEJ Network.